guys, before we get into this week's episode, I want to let you know that we are doing an amazing giveaway over on my YouTube channel. So if you are not following me on YouTube, go over there right now and subscribe. We are You'll get all the content either in my YouTube community page or in this week's video in terms of the free giveaway, but we are giving away free courses. So I just want to give you guys this information because this stuff literally will change your life. It will allow you to actually heal from your past and start really working on rebuilding, recreating, and manifesting your future for 2024. And that is what we are all about, to have the best 2024 and to start literally diving into what are the things that you want for your life. That is the most important thing with all of the work that I do is that you actually create the life that you want. So if you are interested in taking advantage of the giveaway, don't forget to follow me on Facebook and on YouTube. Everything is linked down below and I'll see you guys in the next episode. Enjoy this one. Hey you guys, welcome to Heal, Survive and Thrive. Look guys, this week I want to get into, oh my goodness, dating. And I want to talk about like the stuff that I had to go through and like what I went through when I was dating. I was single for a really long time. <laughs> and even though I didn't think I was going to be single for that long, um, I was. And so needless to say, there was plenty of dating experiences between online dating, um, I got set up a couple times. There were a couple people that I kind of just met the old school way, just out and about. But dating's hard. I mean, I'm not going to lie. Like, dating for me was not... Well, first off, let me be very honest. I did really, really work hard on changing my mindset around dating. Like, I didn't want it to be something that I thought was extremely exhausting because if it was going to be something exhausting, then I wasn't going to enjoy it. So I really went into each experience. And again, I worked on this really, really hard to have a different mindset of this where I didn't want to put all my eggs in one basket. So I wasn't like, oh my God, you know, during the first date or before the first date, oh my God, what if this is it? What if this is the guy? Like I, I really trained my mind to not go there. So I started having way more discipline with where my thoughts were going before I would even like get in the Uber and go anywhere. And I think that's super important. And look, I think when I was dating, there were so many aspects of being single, being a single mom, like different phases, starting my own business, all these different things that I went through, going through the divorce, having to deal with my ex-husband, that I had to like learn certain things. A woman yesterday, a client that I was talking to said, you know, like, what, what were the things? Like, what were the takeaways that you got? And obviously, I'm not going to go into like every single regarding every different phase or situation I was in. But with dating, like I had to really train myself to stay focused on getting to know this person and not obsessing about myself. How do I look? Do I sound okay? Like, what is he thinking? Like all of those thoughts that your mind starts to, I think just like naturally it starts to create. I had to be super disciplined with making sure that my mind was not going there, right? So like that's kind of like the beginning of self-parenting for me was just being in the Uber and not letting myself go to a place where all of a sudden I'm like getting anxious, getting nervous, like all of those things. Of course, like we're human. So did I have some nerves about meeting like a total stranger? Absolutely. Like, was there like those tiny little thoughts of like, wow, maybe this could be it? Yes, of course. But I didn't let myself like get consumed with them. So like right now for me, I've been in a relationship for six years. Um, but before that, I was single for four years after my divorce. So my divorce happens. I'm now a single mom to a brand new baby and I'm single. And my ex is just immediately in another relationship. So now I'm trying to like co-parent. I'm trying to deal with like this other woman situation. I'm trying to be a mom for the first time and I'm single. And of course there was like, I think for me, there was definitely a part of me that would have loved to have just jump right back into another relationship. And I think honestly, when I got separated before we got divorced, I really thought that I was going to just bounce back. Like I was just going to immediately start dating and, um, hopefully it was going to happen fast. And then I could have more kids cause I was getting older. Um, and I could show this person like, look, see, you didn't break me. Like I found someone right away too. Like, ha ha ha. Um, and that just wasn't the path for me. It just wasn't 
where I went because I knew that that just that just wasn't it wasn't going to be healthy for me and and honestly as much as I would have liked to have just been like yep I was that woman that like just bounced right back and I found someone right away and he was the love of my life like great hallmark story you know what I mean like made for tv awesome ending um it just wasn't it wasn't me like I've always been the person that when I end a relationship like I need a break I need a pause I need a hard pause to kind of like get back to me and not everyone's like that like some people very much can go from one relationship to the next I'm sure we all have that girlfriend that just she's the relationship girl that just wasn't ever really me throughout my whole life um I needed time to like figure out like okay what does it look like now and I think because I was a mom too and I was trying to figure out like so many different aspects of my life it's not like I was married and didn't have kids and like this all happened to me and then yeah I probably would have just like jumped back into like doing my thing working my job you know going on dates being social like being with girls like you know living my best life but I was a brand new mom like who the hell is gonna do any of those things as a brand new mom and I'm dealing with like utter heartbreak and divorce and lawyers and the you know the the realization that like oh my god he's actually in a relationship with this person that he had an affair with like this is crazy and now the thought of her possibly being around my brand new baby like holy hell like do you think that my brain could even wrap my head around getting close to another man no that like it wasn't it wasn't even an option I was so drained emotionally and mentally freaking physically that there was no way shape or form I mean hell even married couples that have you know their first child or second child or third child or whatever I mean, they don't even have time for themselves, The meaning the relationship, let alone, can you imagine dating and trying to like meet a new person and make time for yourself? Any time that I had to myself was literally just not, not even like for myself to like go out and live my best life. It was just like recouping. I feel like I was constantly in a survival mode. And then when I had breaks, it was like, holy hell, I slept I cried. I was just like surviving those like early years. So I probably wasn't like the best person to start (laughs) dating, even though I did go on dates like early on. And then I learned very quickly that like, nope, this was just not going to be my thing. I think it was hard for me to accept the fact that I just got married. I literally just bought a house. Um, Hi, I just had a baby and I you know, the next for me was I was going to live happily ever after. This was going to be the house. I was going to have more children in that my family was going to grow into. Um, you know, I really did think I was going to have more babies and or more kids. I was at the time I was a stay at home mom. And maybe, you know, I think my idea was I was going to be a stay at home mom. I was going to have some kids and I was probably going to work part time. Eventually I was going to do something part time. I just... I knew I wanted to be home with babies, but I also knew, and I knew this like the first week of being home with Ryan that I was like, okay, I don't know if this is going to be like enough for me to feel like crazy happy because it is the most isolating. And like, look, even if you are, you know, whoever's listening to this, whether you are a mom, not a mom, you, you know, you were a mom years ago and now you're in your, you know, 50s, 60s, whatever that looks like for you. It is the most isolating thing you can ever do aside from like just working from home. But I think even working from home, you know, you can you have conversations with other adults. And when you're home with a baby, it's it's just you and this baby. So any amount of energy that I had towards trying to be the best freaking mom I could possibly be under the circumstances like I literally look back and I'm like, holy hell, I can't even believe I did that. And it's funny because I remember saying to people in the moment when I was going through all of this, I'm like, I feel like I'm going to look back on this time in my life and be like, holy shit, I can't believe I did that. And I still look back and I'm like, I can't believe I did that. Like, that's insane that I just was like, okay, I'm going to do this. Like, and I did it well. I did it so well. Like I will, there's very, very few things that I give myself a pat on the back for. 
I'm probably way too hard on myself and demand so much of myself as probably all of you guys do as well. But there are things that in my life that I've gone through that I've dealt with that I've achieved where I'm like, holy shit, like I did that. I did that all by myself. Like, you know, and it doesn't matter if the dad's involved. Like to me, that's BS. I hate when people say that shit like, oh, well, the dad's involved. Okay. But is he here when like, I need the help. No, you are a single parent. It doesn't matter if you're co-parenting and you know, the other parent is involved. You are doing this alone. So whether you're a single dad or a single mom, you are a freaking badass because it is the hardest freaking thing in the world to be a parent, let alone having to do it by yourself. And now you have financial responsibilities and you're trying to like heal from that freaking relationship and probably heal from like even things prior to that relationship that caused you to, to get to this place. So now let's, let's be real with divorce. Everyone experiences divorce in a completely different way. Some initiate the, the divorce and they're done. Some get their heart completely ripped out with me and then have to deal with all that healing. And I think that most people are really terrified of divorce and probably never even do it because you know, chances are if you're in a long-term relationship and the thought of going out with a stranger, it's just, it's a very odd thing. You know, when you're in a relationship, you don't, hopefully you're not looking at anyone else. Yeah. You might see another man or see another woman and be like, oh, they're attractive. But like your mind doesn't go to being intimate, emotionally, physically, all of those things with another person. Like you are sharing your life with this person and the thought of anyone, you know, their mannerisms, their smells, the memories that you have, like who that person is, like everything, you know, you are consumed be in this relationship because you should be, it's your relationship. And the thought of someone else coming in as much as like, you know, they're a catch or they are attractive or whatever it is. It just is a very strange thing in the beginning stages, like I, I just couldn't fathom getting close to someone. And it wasn't because like, oh, I was damaged or I was unhealed. No, it was just, I didn't, I didn't want anyone. <laughs> like I, I wasn't like looking for someone. My mind was still consumed with like, oh, I'm, I'm married. So when you're the person that gets the divorce papers or you're the person that, you know, your ex says this isn't working and starts to have that kind of conversation with you, you're not your head hasn't wrapped around the fact that your relationship is ending. So you're trying to like figure out like, okay, now I have to like unlove you or I don't want to say unlove you because I truly, truly believe like you don't, you don't ever stop loving a person. Like even exes that I had in high school or, you know, in my twenties or wh whatever that looked like that I shared time with, whether I was like in love with them, I think about even like my high school boyfriends, like those couple of boys, you know, that you like dated in the hallway or whatever, as much as I wasn't like in love with them, I wish them the best. You know, I have love for people that you share times with and they got to know you. I mean, really at the end of the day, any boyfriend, girlfriend that you've ever had is a friend right? That you just were physically involved with in some way, whether you were holding hands or whether you were, you know, having sex, but, and so that person shared moments of your life, you know, together. So I'm just like a real soul where there's no way I'm going to sit here and say, I just don't love that person anymore. I'm not in love with that person. And you have to fall out of love with someone because just because they do you wrong or just because they don't love you doesn't mean you don't stop loving them. And you have to, especially when someone hurts you, now you got to see them in a totally different way. You have to start facing realities of who they actually are. And they're just not, they're not the person that you thought they were. And then you're getting to like the whole narcissism thing and like cheating thing and lying thing, betraying thing. And like, that's a whole nother like can of worms that you definitely have to like deal with and heal from before you can even like start kind of dating. So for me, I, I'm just, I can't jump from one relationship to the next. There's no way there's like a serious pause moment and a healing moment that needs to happen regardless of who ended the relationship or how it even ended. But like, that's just me, but I know not everyone's like that. So, you know, I remember 
I think it was maybe like three or four months after he moved out and we weren't divorced yet. And I don't even think, honestly, I don't even think I knew about the affair. I know. I definitely didn't know about the affair yet because I remember learning about that. You know, I had Ryan in December. My birthday's in January. He asked me for the divorce. Well, actually, it was funny because we were on our way to go to a, the jeweler that did my wedding band and engagement ring because you ladies know when you after you have a baby um, you just gain so much weight and I couldn't even wear my my rings during my pregnancy because my hands were so swollen and on top of that I have arthritis so my joints can get really swollen sometimes so it's hard for me to put you know rings on and off I'm not really a ring person if you ever like see me in videos and if my you know if I'm using my hands while I'm talking I very rarely have a ring on and if I do it's a very very thin band because of the arthritis so being pregnant gaining all that weight having swollen joints you know you're just looking your best um I hated the fact that I couldn't wear my wedding ring and it was funny because I had Ryan in December and that summer he had went to some kind of like work function you know party or whatever I don't know just I don't want to go there but and he lost his wedding ring in the ocean I still don't buy that story but anyways at the time I'm like okay well we'll have to replace it um and so we were kind of both going there to like he was gonna get a new band I just had Ryan he was gonna get a new band and I was gonna get my bands fixed and he just picked every possible fight with me I mean the amount of fights that he was picking with me at the very end was like insane and we got we got into it at the jeweler in front of the guy which I was like really this is just like oh my god and this was like one of the first like outings that I had after having Ryan so you guys know like the first time you like leave your newborn baby with whatever the grandparents your sister whoever and you go out into the world so this was like the first time so my mind is already on like high alert of like even though I know he's with my in-laws or whatever but I'm not there. This is crazy. I've been so attached to the hip. <laughs> you know what I mean? You've been in, you, I've been carrying you for nine months and now you're like detached from me and you're somewhere. <laughs> and are you okay? So that's going on in my head. We're at the jewels. We get into a little like tiff and then we're in the car and in the garage and we get into another one and he basically says it. He's like, I don't think this is going to work. And I'm like, and in my head, too, I'm like, I have a newborn baby. Like, okay, I know we're having this, like, moment in our relationship because you're a brand-new father and we're all stressed and tired and all those things. And that was it. I mean, that literally was it. So I remember – I don't even know why I was just telling that story. But anyways, I remember three or four months after he moved out, we weren't divorced yet. I didn't know about the affair. Oh, I know why. Because the affair I didn't learn about until that summer – so I think it was like maybe June that I learned about the affair. And so anyways, so he moves out and I'm now home alone with a brand new baby. And I don't know about the affair. So I think I'm just getting divorced. We're all trying to play nice in the sandbox. But I'm like, OK, I'm in the rip the bandaid off. I am. And my mom would come. My parents didn't live near me at the time. And my mom came down. She came down every other week for two, maybe three days sometimes to help. Other than that, I was literally home 24-7 with that kid with absolutely no friends or family nearby. High, high isolation. Like when 2020 happened and like COVID happened, I was like, this is, I've done this before. Like I'm okay. I can do this. And so I'm home all the time. So my mom comes down and I, you know, had already done the online dating. I'm like, I'm going to set up a profile. And of course the fear is that, his friends are going to be online dating and they're going to see my profile. And again, he's already in another relationship. So I'm like already in that vulnerable state of like, great, he's in a relationship and I'm online dating now because of what he did. Right. So I'm swiping, doing my thing. And I see this guy and I'm like, oh, okay. Or actually I wasn't swiping at the time because Bumble wasn't even a thing yet, but I, I don't know where it was. Maybe it was match. Maybe it was who the hell knows. And so I match up with this guy and we're chatting and he's like, couple years older than me very very cute very attractive and I'm like holy shit am I really gonna like go on a date with someone and my son's like you know pushing six months old and I'm not even divorced yet like this is 
kind of insane. But in my mind, I'm like, okay, I, I need to just like rip the bandaid off though. Like it was kind of like that like freedom moment where I'm like, okay, I am going to do this. So, you know, I'm at home. I'm a full-time, you know, mom. My son's not even a year old and I'm driving to go meet this guy. And come to think of it, it was pretty far away now that like I think of it just to like go meet a person for a drink. So we went for a drink. I walk in. I still literally remember. I think it was like a bar slash restaurant type of thing. I remember how nervous as hell I was. I just couldn't believe this was my life. And I know you've all been there. And or if you have not been there yet because you haven't even gone on that first date, you're going to feel this way. It was like the entire drive I think I was just in shock of like, okay, this is what I'm doing. I couldn't believe I just got ready for a date with a total stranger. (laughs) Like literally that was in the back of my mind the whole time. And I wasn't even like pissed and I wasn't the way there. I wasn't even crying. Like I was just like, okay, this is what I'm doing. (laughs) So you know that feeling when you still think you're in a way cheating on your partner. That's kind of how I felt like the whole time. I was like, this just doesn't feel real and it doesn't feel right. And like, and then in the back of my head, I remember thinking like, how are you going to be able to like be close to another person? Like, how are you going to sit back and like have someone like put their arm around you or you know, it just felt, it just felt wrong, honestly. Like that's all I kept thinking. I'm like, this just doesn't feel right. So it was like, I had so much guilt for doing it, even though obviously the logical part of me goes like, no, you literally have no guilt. Like you're getting divorced. Like this is what we're going to be doing. Like, so I honestly don't know how people, like I had guilt for something that I should never have had guilt for. It just felt very weird and uncomfortable. I don't know how people can, literally have like affairs. I'm sorry. If you are listening to this and you've had an affair and you've cheated on your partner, like I'm not trying to judge you. I'm trying to wrap my head around pretending like something didn't happen. Like that's really, really hard to do. And I can see why people that like do cheat or have affairs, like it takes a long time for them to, well, first off, I can see why they would want their partner to forgive them. Right. And then of course they have to forgive themselves. Let's just be honest with each other. But I can see why people struggle for a really long time with like kind of moving past what it is that they did, because that's, that's hard to do. You know, cheating one time is one thing, but like an affair where you were lying for like months and years and all that stuff, like that's, that's hard. That's a hard thing to like, because you really, really have to forgive yourself. So anyways, so I walk in and I remember having a conversation with him and thinking um, he's going to start asking me about like my life and like kids. And obviously he's not going to want to hear like my whole story right then and there. And I'm not going to tell him because this is weird. But I know he's definitely going to ask me about like the kids situation because we hadn't really gone there yet. And he it's funny because I remember he didn't have kids and So I said, yeah, my son is, you know, almost six months old. And I was so embarrassed to say that. And I know that again, like, you know, everyone would say, oh, with the right guy, he won't care and he'll understand and blah, blah, blah. But I'm sorry. But when you say, yeah, my kid's like not even six months old. Now it's not my third kid is almost six months old. Okay. And my first is 10 years old. It's no, no, no. My first kid. Okay. And Yes, I was married. So that's the other thing. It's like, okay, I'm married. All right. Well, at least, you know, you don't think I'm some hussy that just like got pregnant. Like there's all these like things that go on in your mind of stories that people are creating about you. Like, does he think I was the problem? Does he think that I just like married this guy, like, you know, trapped him and then left him? Like, so what are the stories that people are creating based on these little bits of information that I'm telling you? It is terrifying when your mind starts getting consumed with those thoughts. 
Guys, we are almost in 2024. I don't know about you, but I am super freaking excited for this next year. There is just something like liberating about like putting one year behind and like starting fresh with like a new year. Right now we are doing 50% off all of our online courses. This is such, such a good deal to take advantage of. Take advantage of it because you guys, it is ending at the end of December. So you have until December 31st to register for any of the online courses and get 50% off. Use the code HOLIDAY in the checkout page. Everything is linked down below and you have the code there as well. Take advantage, enjoy, and happy holidays. It's that moment when you have to start kind of telling a person your story and I'm not talking about just like this first date because obviously I didn't tell him my story in that first date, but you, you know, people do start to ask questions. And so like, how much do you tell a person date one, date two, you know, it's, it's a hard kind of thing to navigate through. So when you start telling your story and you hope that they don't create these stories about you and he was super nice and he was super cute, but I remember leaving and honestly, this is where like, I just literally bawled. I bawled the whole freaking way home. I was just, I kept thinking like, I'm just not ready. I'm just not ready. Like I can't go on a date. And every time I leave, I just cry my like ugly cry. Like I'm talking like the screaming, like you mother, you know, like I'm going off in the car. This is where like the anger was happening. I'm just like, I'm so pissed. I'm so sad. And honestly, I don't think I went on another date for like five or six months. Like I, it just, I was just done. I just was done for a minute. I think I, because I was co-parenting and I had to see my ex pretty much every single day. There was no like two, two, three where, or every other weekend where I just wasn't seeing him. No, like my son's a baby. Like I had to watch him be a new dad in front of my son. I had to keep this, this pain was just alive because I had no choice because it was constantly in my face. So I think the positive of having to like deal with someone who's really toxic and unhealthy is that you have to learn how to deal with your own feelings and emotions really quickly. I think the painful part was I didn't have anyone to share those like beginning, you know, I'm talking to like all my women, I mean, and my dad's too, but like really as a woman, when you give birth or when you are a mom for the first time, you're, there's so many vulnerabilities, like your whole body has changed, your hormones are going all over the place. And you're just like, every time there was a first, I mean, I, I saw the first tooth fall out. I was there when the first steps were taken. I was there when the first crawling happened. Like every first, it was just him and I. And I think those were the things that I was probably really the most sad about is that I just didn't have anyone to, I didn't have the person that I created life with, or that I was, you know, sharing a life with doing this adventure with, I didn't have that person to like have those experiences with. And I think that really bothered me for a really, really long time. And it was, you know, it was hard for me to learn how to not take on the backlash, how to learn how to have boundaries. And I just knew there was nothing, there's nothing shittier than watching someone that you've loved or still love and not know who they are. Like it's a complete, complete mind trip and it takes a really long time to get past. And I wasn't going to lie to myself and tell myself like, okay, I'm ready. I'm ready to just start dating. No, I think that those those first couple of dates were just me ripping the bandaid off. And I think I knew that like early on, I knew like, okay, I'm probably not ready. There was uh, definitely after that first date, I was like, I am just not ready. I remember the, actually it was before him. It was before that first date. There was a guy I was talking to and quickly he, he was like, this is like early online dating ish, I guess we're talking like, you know, 11 years ago. And I remember he asked for my telephone number and I don't know anything about any of this. Like I had never done online dating before. It wasn't like nowadays where if you're married, you probably did online dating even before you met your now partner. Right. Um, so I was like so new to this, so green to this. And I gave, he asked me for a telephone number through like the online thing and I gave it and we, I think we had like our first phone conversation that night. We talked for like 20 minutes and I, I know I sound, 
like probably not a nice person. But the minute he started talking, I was like, no, no, I don't think this is going to work. And he was with his daughter. And I think his daughter was like five or something like that, maybe. And just the way I heard him parenting, I was like, no, no, this is not going to be for me. And so I get off the phone. I forgot what I said. I don't know. Maybe I was like, oh, like my son's crying. Like, oh, I'm super tired. It's late. Like, you know, I'll call you later. And we get off the phone and no joke. I want to say it was like maybe like 10 or 11 o'clock or something like that. No joke. He immediately texts me back and he's like, did I do something wrong? Now, mind you, like people can see your profile picture. So he knows what I look like. He knows like the area that I live in. So like I'm home alone and I get like terrified. I'm like, oh my God. Like, cause now he's like, boom, boom, boom. He's texting me like constantly. What did I do wrong? Like I, you know, I thought we were going to like, I mean, it was just, it was odd. It was strange. It was weird. He was not, he was not okay. <laughs> okay. Like, let's just all be honest. And So I'm getting paranoid now and I'm like, you did nothing wrong. Like, you know, I'm just new to this. This is like, I've never done this before. Like, I don't even know if I'm ready. Like, you know, what do you mean? I I thought like, and he's just like pressuring and like, it's, it's getting borderline. It's just getting freaking creepy. Let's just, let's be honest here. It's getting creepy. And so then I block him because I'm like, okay, like I, I don't want anything to do with this. But then of course my mind goes to, holy shit, he still has my telephone number. Is there any way that he could possibly find me now? Cause now I'm scared shit. It was just weird and it was creepy. So needless to say, I changed my telephone number. Like that's how creeped out I got. So that's my very, very first online dating experience. And I'm like, okay, no, we're not going to be doing this anymore. Then the first date, I nice, totally nice guy, but like ball my eyes out on the way home. I'm like, okay, no stuff. We're, we're just, we're not there anymore. So I, I think it just, you have to not judge yourself. The one thing that I learned, and I don't think I really did. I gave myself grace to say like, okay, it's okay that you're not ready. Like, cause my mind, my everything, my emotions, everything was just so consumed with my life. Like, you know, being home with Ryan, it was like the best and, but it was the hardest. And I just, I didn't have time for anything else. And I was just, I was just so exhausted. So I know my story, my situation is like completely different compared to like a lot of other people. Um, I'm probably talking to like a 0.02% of women that have gone through maybe what I've gone through. But I think it's more about like the overall message that even though you go through these like painful situations and these breakups and you just, you can't judge yourself for not being ready. You can't look at where you're at as you're going to stay here forever. I really didn't have that thought. I really wasn't like, Oh my God, I'm going to die alone. Oh my God, I'm never going to meet the person. Like I didn't, I don't know. That thought just like never like came to me because I just knew it wasn't like really logical. And I knew that, yes, I know that there's plenty of people out there that they get divorced, they go through a breakup and they're single for like ever. But I really truly believe that I don't think it's something that they're consciously choosing to do, but it is they're making decisions that are forcing them to stay kind of stuck in that cycle. And that's where I didn't want to be. I knew that I needed to heal. I needed to overcome. And I needed to, honestly, I needed to like, just like enjoy my life. I needed to not be so consumed with like trying to like one up him by meeting this amazing guy so I could show him like, yes, we all have those ego thoughts that wants to do that. Like, believe me, the thought came through my mind that like, I can't wait for when my little baby is going to be on some other man's shoulders and he has to walk up to him and ha ha. Like, yes, we all have those ego thoughts, but I really just like wanted to be happy. I truly, 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 honestly, guys, I'm not BSing you. I just wanted to like have fun. I just wanted to like laugh. Life was so serious and it was so hard. It was so painful at times that like, I just wanted to be happy. You know what I mean? Like outside, I knew that him doing whatever he was doing was just like some BS stuff. I wasn't trying to like go toe to toe with him in the ring with like that crap. And I knew that I just wanted to heal to be good for me and to, and to be good for Ryan, honestly. So you're juggling all of that. You're juggling all your emotions, all your feelings, you know, getting dinner ready, bath time, you know, school. I, yeah, I had no weekend support. Basically I was home all the time or out and about all the time watching all these families nearby. And 
it's isolating and the and the financial pressures and just being a single mom or just being single in general it's a lot of work and so you know you just please if i can like offer you anything like just be just be nice to yourself like it is not easy going through what you're going through right now and but please also make sure that you don't consume yourself with oh my god i'm going to be here forever cuz you're literally not so you know the funny thing with dating was I I didn't enjoy it was like part of me didn't enjoy the texting back and forth because I feel like that's just it's just not real like you're not going to get to know a person if you're just like texting them back and forth so you're kind of like living in this like fantasy relationship that just doesn't exist but part of me like kind of liked it because that's all I could really give at that point (laughs) so I feel like throughout the day just getting those couple of messages like kind of just kept me going and got me excited about something and then at night if you know if you were just messaging the person back and forth asking those questions of like oh who are you where where are you from or whatever in the beginning it was it was all I needed right I didn't really have the energy to like get up and get dressed and go do anything yet so it was fine it kept me something to like kind of be excited for or hopeful for and then over time it just got to be sickening And I think that's where when I started doing this and like, you know, you'd meet the guy and he was like, I'm not into writing, you know, letters. I don't need a pen pal or I just want to hurry up and like meet someone and like get, you know, meet you for a drink and see if this is actually it. And I was like, whoa, whoa, like that's like that's a lot. You're eager. And I get it now. It's not that they were eager. It was just the texting just wasn't fulfilling them the way maybe it was in the very beginning where it was like new and exciting. So I used that for what it was and then at some point not that I was like rushing to meet someone but it does become second nature just to like put on an outfit get a little prettied and again in the beginning I found that exhausting and then after a while I was like okay it's a night out (laughs) that's the way I looked at it I was like I'm not even it's not even about like meeting this guy and oh my god is this the one I was like oh my god I get to wear normal clothes and I get to like put on makeup and I get to have be in an Uber and have someone else drive me around. That was like great. And then I also had to, this is where I really started learning about like self-parenting and started kind of putting the pieces together. I didn't call it that at the time and I didn't really know what I was actually doing, but I knew like, okay, I had to really start learning how to be more in control of this mind whether it was dealing with, you know, anxious feelings, nervous feelings, insecure feelings, overthinking, like all those things. I was, and I think it, learning about law of attraction really, really helped because I was like, okay, I need to be more disciplined with where I take my thoughts. And then that kind of started like the self-parenting thing of like, okay, well, I do feel nervous. So what do I do? I can't just like shame myself and tell myself not to feel it because that's not going to work. So there was like so many things that I learned from going through dating or starting the business or dealing with my ex-husband or whatever that was so you know there was one guy that I went on a date with and I can't even tell you okay the ruler thumb was for me and probably for you guys as well was I was not going to go out to dinner with anyone okay because I don't know you I'm going to be stuck with you for like 45 minutes and what if you suck like so now I'm, I'm trapped in this restaurant with you and I have to eat a meal and you're not you're stale as day old bread (laughs) like I don't want to be here so it was just like you have a little drink right maybe an app if I'm crazy hungry but really we're just having like a glass of wine having a chat I'm gonna like look at you see if I'm attracted to you listen to your you know watch your mannerisms like hear what you have to say and your character little bits and pieces of things you're gonna start to show me and expose to me and do I like that enough to try that again and in the beginning I was very like, nope, 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 right? And I think we all go through that where it's like, nope, not interested, not interested because you have like these huge high expectations. And I think that the huge expectations are great. That wasn't the problem. It was that I thought day one you were supposed to have give me all of those expectations right then and there. And that's not really true. So you do need to go on multiple dates. I mean, look, if it's a hard no, it's a hard no. And I think the hard no for me was um, I'm, I'm, I'm the type of person where, yes, I need to be physically attracted to you, but you don't need to look like God's gift. You know, like I'm not because my ex-husband was not someone that I would have typically went for. 
I typically have always gone for brown hair, brown eyes, you know, tall, dark and handsome kind of a thing. Um, not saying he wasn't handsome, but it just, he just wasn't my type really. So I'm not, I've never really, I, I need to get to know you. I need to make sure that yes, I find you attractive in some way. You know, there were some guys where I would initially meet them and I'm like, okay, first of all, your pictures, as much as men think that women can catfish, um, men do it too, because there were plenty of men that I went on dates with where I was like, you, this was you in your thirties and you're now in your forties and you don't look like this. So that's weird. Or there was just like pictures that I would look at and then like, I see them from in person and I'm like, "Mm, no, you were giving me the picture of you at this certain angle and that doesn't look like you just like women can do. I remember this guy that I went on a date with, he lived in the North end of Boston, kind of like the little Italy section or whatever. And we're all like the Italian restaurants are. And he, it was probably like one of the most romantic dates I'd ever been on first date. And he said, look, you know, why don't you meet me in the North end and we'll play. Oh my God. What the heck was the name of the game? I forgot. He's like, there's it's maybe a bodgy ball. I don't know. Anyways. And he's like, I'll get like a little food. We can sit outside. It was like summer and we'll just like, we'll, we'll chill and just like have a talk. I'm like, okay. So I show up and there's literally like candle. It's like now borderline nighttime, right? There's candles, there's music, like Frank Sinatra's music. And there's like cheeses and crack, like all this like Italian, like he had the spread going on and we were just going to like play this game outside and just have a chat. And I'm like, oh my God, this is like the most romantic date like I've ever experienced in my life. And I think you're 50 and you looked like you were 20 in these pictures. (laughs) Like, I I don't understand what's happening. I just so was not attracted to him, but he was the nicest person so actually we hung out and then we went to a restaurant after had a couple drinks and you know had a little dinner and it was like actually a great time it just I just was not attracted to this person there was no way you were gonna hold my hand like it just can't happen so I mean those things are just going to happen but I think that was probably that was like I guess like the hardest date because I was like, oh, I so wanted you to like be a person that I was going to be attracted to, but it just, it was totally not going to happen. Super, super nice guy. Then of course there was the guy that I met in, I think it was a bar one night. I went out with my friend and I met him and he was like, he was super cute and we're talking a little reserved, but not like, you know, dead shy where you're like, okay, no, this is, I'm not attracted to you because you don't have any confidence. Right. So he was, the conversation was totally fine. He had a couple of his friends, I had a couple of mine and like, we're good. And he's like, would you want to go out sometime? And I'm like, okay, sure. And he's like, do you want to go for dinner? And I'm like, "Mm -hmm, I don't really do the dinner. (laughs) So I'm like, okay. So we go out for dinner. I meet him at the restaurant, you know, like a week later or something like that. And when I tell you, he said nothing to me, literally nothing. I'm like, what's going on right now? Like it was the most pain. It was, I manifested it because that was the fear is that I don't want to do dinner with anyone because I don't want to be somewhere. And like, this is stale and dull and you're boring or you're crazy nervous. And now this is just so awkward. So we have dinner and I, it's painful. I'm like bringing up every conversation. I'm asking him questions and I'm getting like one word answers. So then I'm like, at first I thought it was nervous. He was nervous, but then I'm like, are you just not interested? Like, what are we doing here? And then after the dinner, I'm just assuming like, all right, we're both going to get in our Ubers. And we're going to go home. I'm going to, I'm like thinking, oh my God, I cannot wait to get into my jammies and just like get into bed. You know, when you're in a, on the bad date and you're like, I just can't wait to get home. I think I can still watch like one of my shows before I really know. Like I'm already planning the rest of my night of like, I, I'm going to take a tub or I'm going to enjoy myself and get the hell away from this person. And then he looks at me and he's like, do you want to go to a bar and grab another drink? And I'm like, wait, what? Like we didn't even talk this whole time. So I ended up ending the date. I didn't go for a drink. I think he was like offended by that. Cause I, I really think now in hindsight, he thought like we were just like doing good and it just like, it didn't work out. But anyways, I ended up seeing him like years later at a restaurant with a friend and super outgoing. So 
it probably was nerves, but yeah, I just, I, I just couldn't do it. So that didn't work out, but there was so many, like literally so many like dating experiences where I'm like, this is not always the funnest. And I had those times where I was like doing the dating apps and then I would just get off it. I'm like, no, I'm good. Don't want to do this anymore. But of course, like everything, if I actually wanted to meet someone, then I was going to have to start putting myself out there. So it is what it is. I just was like, okay, I'm going to do this. And I think when Bumble came out, that was like a game changer for me because you ladies know there's nothing worse than going on a dating app and every person possible is allowed to message you and can continuously message you like it's exhausting like you need an assistant just to like wean through like all of it to like find some quality people right and it, it is it is a lot of work I'm not, I'm not gonna lie but it's work when you're ready to put in the work and just say okay I'm ready to do this and you definitely have points where you're like I'm done I want to take a pause and then you're like okay I'm ready to do it again and you kind of just like ebb and flow until you find like the right person. It was funny because the relationship that I'm in now, I I remember going to like a medium that there was a woman nearby that I would see every single year. I've seen her for like 15 years and I saw her like after I got divorced and she kind of like, it was funny too because she had said the other woman is blonde. And I was like, really? And I didn't know at the time, like, who this person was or anything like that. There was another woman. She had said there was another woman and she's blonde. And again, I don't know any of this. Um, and then um, she was right. But um, she also said, you're going to meet someone in four years, right? And I'm in, like, the first, like, six months or whatever of my separation. And I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like, four years? I'm like, ah, she's full of shit. <laughs> I'm like, I don't believe her. But she was right literally probably like to the day actually four years later I I matched with my partner on Bumble and I loved it because obviously you can go on there and just be like okay I like you I don't like you and if I don't like you then you can't reach out to me ever which I loved that and I remember thinking I just want to like get to know someone like I don't really have an interest in like going from zero to 60 going on all these dates don't really have the time I'm loving my life I'm loving my friends I'm loving the balance that I have right now you know Ryan's already like three four years old or maybe just turned four and I have my life situated right like I'm about to buy a condo on my own um, after I sold my house after my divorce and like life's just getting really good and so I'm ready to bring someone in but I don't want to go super fast and most people want to go super fast I think even when you're in a certain age bracket they want to go even faster right because maybe like they want to have kids or they want to do this and I just I just wasn't down for it so when I met Jason my boyfriend um, he was he didn't even live here. He was like two and a half hours away. And we matched up because I had a very short perimeter. I was like, okay, five miles. Five miles is all I'm going to do. I'm only, I only want to drive like 20 minutes to go see you. I'm not going to drive 40 minutes to go date someone. Like that's not really going to be ever a thing. So he came down here and he stayed with his brother for the weekend because his brother had lived down here. And that's how we matched up. And Luckily, he was going to be moving down here at some point, but he didn't know where exactly. So anyways, long story short, he's two and a half hours away. And now we get to basically do online dating. And I was actually fine with it because I wasn't thinking that this was going to like be it. I think it was I really had the mindset of and I think it was because my aunt kept telling me she's like, you don't need to know. Stop needing to know is this going to work out is this is that she's like just go where the energy feels good like learn how to be led more with how you feel when you're around someone versus needing to be controlling and know every little bit bit and piece of what's going to happen in your future and I kind of like lived by that then because I realized that I actually really really thought that my marriage was going to work out I thought that we had a really good yin and yang relationship, right? Like I was more of the introvert homebody. He was a little social and outgoing. And I thought we really, I just thought we meshed and I thought this was going to be it. And so when that relationship fizzled, I think the one thing that I learned and, it, and 
I don't look at this as like a bad thing or a bitter thing. I look at this as like just a live in the moment thing is that I couldn't control life and that I didn't really always know how things were going to go as much as I thought it was going to go this way. You just don't know. And in the very beginning after my divorce, I was terrified by that concept. Oh my God, I have no control. Like someone could do this again. Like I don't want to go through that again. But you do over time learn to trust yourself a little bit more. And then that's why I always say to you guys, like no matter what happens, I'm going to be okay. That's like an affirmation that I'm constantly telling myself because it is the truth is that it doesn't matter the job or the partner or whatever it is, like you are your own best friend. You are the only person that will ever be with you throughout this entire life experience. That's a really beautiful thing. It's a very comforting thing actually to know that, okay, the consistency that I have is me. And it doesn't mean that you're not going to enjoy life and that you're not going to have people in your life for a humongous bulk of your life. But there is not one person that will be with you throughout your entire journey of life. And that's when you really start learning how to be your best friend and you really start learning how to self-parent. So we did long distance for probably like six months. He would come down every other weekend um, and we just like dated. Every night we FaceTimed. And I think now, like instead of exchanging numbers, I would be more apt to just like FaceTime. Like, let me just FaceTime you and, and see like, you know, how we vibe and actually see you in person and then know whether or not I actually want to go out and meet you. So I think now it's actually easier and probably less work because you don't need to physically even leave your house anymore. You can just have like a quick chat to see like, okay, do you look like your pictures? Am I attracted to you? Let's have a quick combo to get to know each other. You know, even if it's one night where you're on the phone for like an hour, great. Who cares? Like you didn't lose anything. You know, you can still be in your bathrobe or jammy pants and then put just put on a nice I mean, hell, freaking sweatshirt at this point. Like, no one's even dressing up anymore. And just get to know a person because that's really what you're doing. You're trying to find your friend. And then you can see, you know, then obviously the physical things happen later on down the road. So I'm so glad that we have this chat because I feel like with the holidays being here, people can get super just like lonely and depressed about being alone or being single. And if you're going through it, my heart goes out to you. But remember, this is just a, this is a, just a time in your life. This is not the end all be all. You're not going to be here forever. You know, if you don't want to put in the effort into meeting someone right now, don't. If you're ready, do it. Like just ebb and flow. And I promise you, you will absolutely get there. So I hope you guys enjoyed today's podcast episode. Um, if you did, don't forget to, you know, like and follow and go to socials and, and follow me there. Everything's linked down below. I'm excited for 2024. I'm excited for you guys and help you guys like really start manifesting this shit, right? Like the relationship and the job and the money and the ever and the life and the friends. Like this is a really, really exciting time for you if you choose to look at that way. So hope you guys are well and I'll see you in the next episode. Bye guys.